1: Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open
0: Relationship.
1: It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends, how many of us have them? Mother and daughters, is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute.
2: It's no good unless it's open. (laughs) That's what's up. Hello, my loves.
1: Hello, my loves. And welcome to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. Daddy, what? What? Hello,
2: my loves. Hello, my <laughs> loves. This is shit is funny to me, okay? You make me laugh. Well, how you want me to say it, baby? Just like you said, I just chuckled. You know why I say
1: it like that, daddy, because remember-
2: Baby, listen. Uh-huh. Say it. Why?
1: Because remember romp a Oh Yes, I do. With Miss Sally? Yeah. And remember, she saw every fucking body. She saw everybody. She saw Clara. She saw Sharon. She saw Pam. She never fucking saw Monique. She never saw me. Okay. She never, she never. I would sit there and wait when she would have that big goddamn lollipop. Do y'all remember the big lollipop mm. from Rump Room? Mm-hmm. And she would have the lollipop going around. She'd be like, I see all the kids in the world that was watching. Not, uh-huh. So when I say hello, hello, it's my way of of rebutting romp a rum, because they never saw me. So when I say hello, hello, I'm saying it to everyone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well you explain that. And hey, and here's the great part. Now the world has seen you. She may not have seen you, but yeah. the world now has.
1: Yes, yes. Now that's what she get. Miss Sally, bitch, I bet you'll see me... Now. I bet you'll see my ass on the next rump of rum.
2: Now, you do know that there was not just one Miss Sally. There were a multitude of Miss Allys, depending upon the region in which you lived in. No, Daddy. Baby, yes. Yes, I hate to bust your bubble, but the one in Baltimore wasn't the same as the one in, you know,
1: Wisconsin. That has just hurt my feelings because... I thought Miss Sally could see everybody all over the fucking world and she was only in Baltimore. That dirty bitch, baby. I love this. That's what you
2: going to give Miss Sally?
1: Miss Sally, I love you, baby. Okay. okay. So, welcome, everyone. Welcome. Now that y'all understand why I do the greeting like that every show, because <laughs> it brings a smile to my face. And mine,
2: too. But uh, you look at me like, what are you laughing about?
1: Because you do it every time, Daddy. Because you do it every time, Mama. And it's such a laugh of a little boy laugh. Like, it's a laugh of like, oh, she tickles me.
3: You do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, y'all. We get ready to get into it. Get we get ready to have this show today. I'm excited about the show today because we had a conversation in the closet this morning. And I was like, oh, my God, Daddy, save it for the show because it was hot and on fire. What are we talking about today, Daddy?
2: Should society be more protective of, of womanhood?
1: Should society be more protective of womanhood? Now, Daddy, why do we come up with this topic?
2: Last night, and Tanya, I'm Daddy and her husband, just like she's my mama and my wife. How about that? Just to answer your question, and know we right here looking at you. Boom. But to, to get on why we got on the subject, last night before bed, we saw uh, Hillary Clinton on Anderson Cooper. And what she was stating was how society seemed to have viewed her as a woman. And specifically, when she was an ambassador for the United States serving her country, she was looked at favorably. In high regard. But the moment she took a stand for herself and was promoting herself, she was looked at differently. Like she shouldn't have the wherewithal to be as strong as she was and take the same position to go against men. So it sparked the conversation in my mind like these types of disparities go on on a daily basis and we as men, and especially women, why are there not enough people protecting the sanctity of womanhood? And that doesn't mean that a woman can't sleep with who she wants to or things of that nature. It means to preserve the rights for a woman to be equal to a man without her having to be a man to receive the same equality.
1: We're talking about it, y'all. Should society be more protective of womanhood? Four zero four eight three two two nine six three. Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you calling from?
4: Uh, uh, I'm Brian Jackson. I'm calling from Chicago, Illinois.
1: Hey, baby. How you doing? Good. Turn turn down your volume, baby.
3: Okay.
4: All right, I'll turn it down.
1: All right, talk to us, down. All
4: right, so I was just wanted to elaborate on this subject, because, one, I'm an African-American uh, black male. I'm 19 years of age. And I was just giving you a perspective from my viewpoint. And I say, yes, society should be protective of womanhood because, one, women gives give birth to the child. Without the father, of course you need the father because he lays the sperm or whatever. So... But the woman has to go through that bearable, unbearable nine months. Well, it's bearable because she goes through it and she gives birth. But at the same time, without the woman, the the child would be would be nothing. Through okay. so much support and so much footwork, of the uh,
3: such as bringing
4: home the money and stuff like that. But at the end, the child would be the one.
2: Okay. With that said, he was on—we we, we, we get where you were going with it. And just—there were some people that saying they done with Hillary and, oh, my God, Hillary. This really wasn't about Hillary, but she made a good point because I think that there's a lot of people that could have their concerns specifically with the essence of Hillary. But what she spoke about in reference to her treatment as a woman— Expands far beyond Hillary.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, just to back up what my daddy is saying, let's not get caught up because right now I'm watching the comments too. It's not so much about Hillary, Hillary Clinton, it is about the message that she said. And pretty much, I'll paraphrase it. If you have a man in the business and you have a man like Trump, and Trump is saying, I grabs pussies, I makes big deals, I tell people shut the fuck up, I do what I do, we praise that. Because we say, oh, what a mighty strong man. But when you have a woman saying, listen, I do what the fuck I do. I do it unapologetically. This is how I do it. She's looked upon as, oh, she's just going to be a bitch. She, oh, that's weak. She's just too strong. So that's the point we're trying to make. And when you say, should society have more protection over womanhood? That's the question we're really asking. Should society have more protection over? over womanhood, because when you do see a woman like Hillary Clinton and she said, fuck it, I'm going to run for president. I'm going to throw my my, my hat in the, on the table and I'm going to see what happens. And then you have people beginning to say, oh, well, well, she 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 don't smile. Well, has anybody questioned Donald Trump smiling or not smiling? Oh, well, wait a minute now, she just she cut you off. Well, God damn it, do we want to talk about how many times? So we see the double standard, and we see oftentimes... People just sit back and say nothing to it. And when we say should society put more protection over womanhood, should women put more protection over womanhood?
2: We was gonna get into that, but yeah, Boom, since you brought it, it up. Go Four four
1: eight three two two nine six three. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from?
5: It's Kay. I'm calling from North Carolina. Say that again, baby. It's Kay. Hey, Kay. K-Y. Talk
1: to us, Mama. Okay, so yes, I do agree with y'all point that society
4: should work on protecting womanhood because me growing up as a young woman, I'm 26, um, my mom never taught me to really be feminine. She taught me like, if you need anything, a man is not going to help you. So if you don't get out here and get it, you're not going to have it. Mm. So when I do decide I need help, I ask for help, nobody wants to help me. Like, oh, I thought you had it all. You could do it all, but you need my help for Don't you want to act like a man? Be your man. Mm. So they try to make it seem like you can't do both. You can't be strong and weak at the
1: same time. I don't believe that's true. Yeah, We agree with you, baby. We don't believe it's true either, mama. And we want to thank you for the call.
2: Very much. Thank
4: you guys for having me. Bye. All right, my
1: baby. You know, daddy, she made a very good point at 26 years old. And she said, my mother told me, ain't no man going to do nothing for you. If you want to get it, you got to get it on your own. Mm-hmm. So there are so many little things that we've been taught that we don't put protection on ourselves Mm -hmm. because for a mother to tell a daughter that, or you have some fathers that will tell their daughters, can't no man ever do shit for you. If I can't get it, then it's like, but what are we saying? Like, what are we teaching the young women? And that woman right there, 26 years old is saying, my mother told me, ain't no man ever going to do nothing for you. Well, because no man maybe did nothing for her, she passes that down to her daughter.
2: And when you become an adult, You hear things as a child, but when you become an adult, a a saying that I use to this day, take the best, leave the rest. Hmm. It is your job to decipher between what is good for you and what is not. And it is important what your mother told you as it pertained to going and get it and being a go-getter and making it happen for yourself. But then you have to take in consideration when you do Run into that individual who, let's say, may happen to be a man, and he walks over to open your car door. Don't be resentful towards him because you have the ability to open up the car door. Respect the opportunity to be treated like a lady. The lady that I'm sitting right next to, when we first got together as a couple, could not grasp, let me treat you like a lady. Let me not have to force you and don't allow people to see you doing everything for yourself when you don't have to. When you look at the word team together, each accomplishes more. That's the acronym for that. So when you have a teammate, you're supposed to utilize that teammate. And if you come into a relationship, since we're talking about relationships, if you come already whole, Now, you're having two holes come together to make one. This does not make you weaker because you're utilizing your teammate. It makes you stronger. It's the equivalent of being a person on a basketball team, and you're Michael Jordan, but you don't pass the ball. You're not going to win. You might drop 40, but the team is going to lose. So we as a society have to understand that there is nothing wrong with a woman who is strong, who is motivated, who is tough because in the world in which we live in today, you better damn well be. But there's also nothing wrong with a woman who is open and there's nothing wrong with you as women if you are big enough, smart enough, spiritually in tune enough to open yourself up to get the help, love, and receive that nurturing from a man because Nine times out of 10, you're allowing that man to grow in the form of nurturing because we've been nurtured. I myself have been nurtured by women. This is what has allowed me to nurture my wife based upon the nurturing that I received, first and foremost, from my grandmother, secondly, from my mother. And I have an Aunt Dolores. Mm. That's the trinity. Mm. In terms of nurturing for women So they have taught me how to nurture the woman that I'm with
1: Mm. We're talking about it y'all Should society put more protection on womanhood And you know When we say that daddy What do we really mean Should society put more protection on womanhood
2: That means that First as men Reflect on how your mom was treated. Was she treated well or was she treated not so well? Reflect on the ladies in your life prior to you having relationships, but the ladies you were raised around, were they treated well or not so well? And if you got a chance to talk to them, every person has a story and women are not outside of that. So if you talk to your family members, you know of women who can tell you about how they were mistreated in society. If it wasn't because they were a woman, it may have been because of the size of them being a woman or the color mixed with the size mixed with them being a woman. They have issues. And if you would want the best for your mom, if you would want the best for your aunt, if you would want the best for your nieces, why not want the best for every woman that you see? first as a man, then women. It's kind of like, I wonder if dogs ever look at pit bulls and say, why do pit bulls seem to hate dogs so much as if they don't realize that they dogs too. Mm. They want to protect the humans, but they want to bite the other dogs. Not to call women dogs or compare them, but oftentimes women get caught up into the science of what men think about them from the negative and are not protective over themselves. So, for instance, when Monique has conversations in reference to the finances between what women get, especially of color, versus the men, though there's the disparity between white women and white men alone. So what happens? So, for Hillary to say what she said as a white woman who lays next to a white man. Come on. What happens to the women of color in this society? So then they get beaten up so much that they're so fearful. Come on. Of the ass whipping that they're going to get that they say, Monique, why don't you just be quiet? We know that the injustices that you're speaking of are real, and that's just what it's going to be. But if you stir up the pot— You could make it worse. And those are the same people that say, why didn't Rosa Parks in real time, if we go back in time, why did not Rosa, why didn't she just get up and move out of that white lady's way? Mm -hmm. Because she going to make it rough for us, Mm -hmm. not understanding that now there's many people that can sit on a bus of African-American descent and they do not have to get up and move because of the penalties that she had to pay for refusing to move,
3: we're
1: talking about it, y'all. Should society be more protective over womanhood? We're going to the lines four four eight three two two nine six three. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from?
5: Hello, this is Tatiana. I'm from North Carolina. Hey, Tatiana. Doing? I'm doing fine. Um, I just wanted to talk to you about the topic today. I totally agree that we should basically protect our womanhood, especially as a black woman. I'm from the South and 20 years old, and I can to see it in my aunt, where in their culture, basically, it's only they believe in one living husband. So it doesn't matter how much he cheats or how much you go through, you cannot divorce him. And to me, as a 20-year-old, looking back, and I'm like, why we as black women have to take a lick a and keep on ticking? Why can't we, you know, express our feeling without feeling like we're complaining? And I can see that how it relates to Hillary Clinton. You know, Hillary Clinton, till this day, is still just considered, to some people, Bill Clinton's wife. She's not a woman who ran for president. And, it, you know, it just, it kind of frustrates me, because I'm like, why can't women, you know, have multiple hats? Why can't we be a boss? Why can't we be a leader? Why can't we be a mother? Whereas men, you know, if they go in there and say, I want it like this, this, and this. People respect them. But for women, it's like, type down, you know, not today, You're you're bitter, you're, you know, that you just complain a lot. And I just, I just wanted to, you know, share my opinion with that. I love you guys. Thank you, sweetness.
0: Sweetness. Welcome to play it. A new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities, talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
3: You're listening to open relationship with Monique
2: and Sydney
3: Hicks. You know,
2: And you said that this morning. Why do we have to take a licking and keep on ticking?
1: Come on, baby. And, And just to answer our young sisters that's listening and tuning in, you can have it all. You can have it all. You can be everything you just named. But what I would say to you is know the priority of what all is that you're having. Because when my husband says, it took me a minute to be loved, it took me a minute to be loved because I had all of those misconceptions of what I thought a man was supposed to be, a black man was supposed to be, what a black woman was supposed to be. I had all of these misconceptions. See, when Sydney and I first got together, I sat at the head of the table. I sat there, not even considering what I was doing. Now, he sat at the head of the table, but it, he earned that. He earned that seat at the head of the table. And it wasn't something that we even discussed. It was something that just naturally happened. But when you have a lot of older women feeding us about how we should and shouldn't love our men, and we're asking should society put more protection on womanhood. Well, for some of us, not all, the protection is taken away when we're told foolish statements like put something away for a rainy day. Well, what that means is if you put something away for a rainy day and this nigga fuck up, guess what? You got your own little stash to the side. What we've been told is can't no man do nothing for you. What We've, we've been told all of these little cliches, and we've bought into it. What we've told is, is be a boss. Be independent. Be empowered. See, I do agree with that. But be a boss in the sense of, I'm so much of a boss, I can tell my girlfriends, hey, bitch, check this out. After 5 o'clock, don't call my house because, you know, that's family time. I can be such a boss where I can say, let me call up my other boss bitches and ask them, can you give me a recipe for baking a goddamn cake because this box shit ain't working. I can be so empowered that I can be empowered enough to say, you know what, sisters, on Saturday, I can't hook up with y'all because it's about my family time. I got baseball, basketball, football. So we took those little things, and we pushed our men away. So to ask for this protection, yes, I believe it is needed, Daddy. I believe it's needed. But sometimes it's hard for us to get it because of the approach we take in dealing with society.
2: And it was just posed the question, A uh, question was just posed, how can we expect to be uh, protected and respected if society doesn't uh, protect and respect whole races. And I think it Mm -hmm. starts with the women respecting themselves and understanding one of the comments that we had seen uh, recently pertaining to our last show was Monique didn't start having a conversation in reference to equality and things of that nature until she was casted out. Mm -hmm. And what folks didn't realize is the moment we had an opportunity to produce and do our own shows, the first thing that was spoken about was we have to make sure that we have people of color that are part of the production because oftentimes these shows that you see on TV, you may see black faces in the front of them, but there's a whole lot of white folks that's in the back of them, hardly any people of color. And white folks got to eat too. They got to eat too. And we don't want to exclude folks that are white because they are brothers and sisters too. But it's a comfortable look for us to be excluded. And it was one that we had to speak up about. And the world doesn't know about these conversations. But what happens is when we get a call and have a conversation with a white producer who's talking to his white friend who happens to be a white executive. And here is that Monique, I heard she's difficult. Why? Because she wants to have black people on a set, too, because she thinks that they're not enough. And this white producer then says, well, there aren't a lot of black people, he says. And to his white friend who happens to be a white exec. Yeah, I know you're right. But it's hard to explain that to my boss. So what happens is everyone agrees that it's a disparity. But what no one has the confidence to do is to speak about those those disparities to decision makers so they can make the decision to make a change. Mm. And what we often do as people of color is we accept it simply because this is status quo. Mm. So what we're saying is simply put, we're not saying down with whitey. We're not saying down with anybody that people are bad Oprah's bad, Tyler's bad, Lee's bad. What we're saying is things like this. How do we play fair? Come on. And fair is a four-letter word, but they treat it like it's a profane four-letter word. So when we say in reference to women, women, you have to accept demand, not with your fist balled up, but sometimes maybe that you should be treated equally. And why is it that, Men can have what it is that they want. Because see, wars are fought because of women. The ability to have your pick of women due to your power is what men live for. And then they have the pick of the litter and they'll treat women like Dixie cups. I'm going to take a sip, then I'm going to throw it away. Because there's another one right there. It's a Dixie cup. I'm powerful. (laughs) So the when Dixie. the Dixie Cup. So, but if a woman looks at the world in that same manner, she's messed up. But I believe if you really reflect on womanhood, as our earlier caller said, see, the difference between men and women is we are destroyers of life. They're creators of life. And when you know what it is to carry a child. You're more interested in protecting a child and children. Mm. When you don't know, and all you have to do is disperse your semen, and then you can walk away, and whatever's gonna be is gonna be. You see that in, in animal nature. A polar bear be walking around, getting his ass whooped, looking for some polar coochie. <laughs> looking for it. The moment he get it, down he's bouncing. It ain't he hanging oh, around with the woman. He done rolled out. My daddy said polar coochie. Polar coochie. And once you get it, you're gone. This is the world that we live in. Yes. So there's a level of power that we should give to women that is not given because if we want to save the world, we may want to consider putting it in the hands of individuals who innately know what it is to protect life. We're talking about it, babies. Should society put
1: more protection over womanhood? And when someone said, you know, before we start talking about all that, we got to go inside our own race, and you're absolutely right. So before we say, should society put protection on womanhood, let's just deal with women, dealing with women. And speaking from my own experiences, and speaking from a business that I'm in, and that's entertainment, and I've met some sisters that are older than me in this business, And there are three women that I met in this business that stick out to me because when I met them, I didn't meet the business. I met the woman. And that's Susan Taylor, that is Valerie Simpson, and that is Patti LaBelle. Now, when I met those three women, I didn't meet them as she was the editor-in-chief of Essence magazine. I didn't meet Valerie Simpson as, oh, my gosh, she's the mega superstar Valerie from Ashford and Simpson. I didn't, I didn't meet Patty LaBelle with, oh my God, that's Patty LaBelle. When I met those women, I met those women as sisters. And I don't want to say I met those women as equals because I had to honor them for what they've done and they've walked down paths that I haven't walked before. But when I met them, I met them with open arms and they opened their arms up to me. And those three women, I feel like if right now I picked up the phone and said, hey, Patty, I need to talk, she would say, baby. If she's busy, give me a second. Same with Valerie Simpson. Same with Susan Taylor. Now, I've met some other sisters that are older than me in this business. But when I meant them, I meant the business. And that is Oprah Winfrey. That is Deborah Lee. That is Kathy Hughes. Now, those are three women, too, that are quote-unquote powerhouse women. And when I met those women, I met those women with a feeling of, oh, my goodness, this is an older sister, baby. Hey, what, what can I do? And, and I met with, I would have to say, over-respect, over-respect. And I never got the feeling from them that they were just sisters. I got the feeling was I'm business, and I'm powerful in this business. And when you begin to look me in my eye, that's when we have a problem because I'm business,
2: and because, can I say? Yes, sir. And because it is so few opportunities for women to make it to the heights that those women made it to, it becomes a situation where it's crabs in a barrel. Come on. And if you are not part of the business plan where you're trying to see it their way because that's the only way to see it, then there's a problem. And if you get too much too fast, that's a problem because folks don't look at it as this is another sister that's coming up. Whereas Miss Perry LaBelle, Miss Simpson, and Susan. Susan, Taylor, they received you like they never did a thing in their life. Mm. It was as if they were just sisters that were just Yes. If you didn't know what they did, you wouldn't know what they do. Yes. And what happens is you can't even persecute the Oprah's, the Kathy Hughes, the uh, Deborah Lee's. You can, but it's not worth it because the society that we live in has doctored them in being that way. And they oftentimes learn from men this power trip mm. because I don't know about the woman that I heard of that made the nuclear bomb or hydrogen bomb or pushed the button for numerous people to be disposed of. I'm sure somewhere out there there was this sinister lady. But typically you hear about men needing to be all powerful. And sometimes women buy into that business model. And when they buy into that business model, it affects other women because there was a time that children and wanted to grow up to be athletes, but not because of the things that you could buy, but because you got a chance to be an athlete. Yes. Because you didn't see where Dr. J, you didn't see where Dr. J lived. You wanted to be a singer. You didn't know where Teddy Pendergrass back in the day lived. You didn't know where Patty lived. You didn't know how they lived. (laughs) You just saw them get up there and perform, and then all of a sudden it became about things as opposed to the opportunity to to execute what you were passionate about. So powerful meant something differently then than it did now. Power back then meant you had the power to perform. Now power means you now have control over others. Come on. And when you are more controlled over being powerful over others, in time, you'll understand you've been rendered powerless because you didn't enjoy, enjoy the true journey of being able to potentially live your truth by doing what you were able to do. We're
1: talking about it, y'all. Should society put more protection on womanhood? Let's go to the line. Hey, you're on with Monique in Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? Hey, Monique. My name is Bruce Jackson. I'm calling from Washington, D.C. Hey, baby. Hey, i must say real quick
4: that I love you, and I've been watching you on YouTube, you and Daddy's videos for the last two days, (laughs) all night, like six hours. And this is my favorite movie. I was scared to call in because I wasn't sure exactly what to talk about and the topic about women protecting womanhood. But one thing I do want to say is I think these days, kids, teenagers, they, they post a lot of stuff online. And I know one day I was walking across the street, and it was a middle school bus, and they were saying some very sexual things to me. And I just think that kids these days, with internet, Snapchat, and all these things, They're just posting everything on there. And to me, that's protecting womanhood because if they stop posting all the business online and sharing the life like that now, then who knows what's going to happen to them later.
1: Mm. There you go, baby. We thank you, my sweetness. Very much. Thank you. I love you. Love, love you, you too, back. baby. Bye. You know, there, there are so many different avenues and different ways. And when you say protecting womanhood, but I think it starts with the woman. You know, I really think it starts with us. And, you know, I I was telling uh, Tommy today when we were down and doing my hand, I said, you know, I roll with some dynamic sisters. I roll with some dynamic women. Robin Lee, I'm going to tell y'all something. Dynamic. Fist of Fury, A.K. Dynamic. And when people say to me, who are your heroes? And I know who they're looking for me to say. You know when I when I travel the country, people say, "Well, who are you?" I know they're looking for me to say Oprah Winfrey. I know they're looking for me to say all of these superstar women. Listen, I dig everything that a sister does, but when I know these women personally and intimately, they're my heroes. When I see women that then push through some shit and didn't flinch, and didn't flinch. When I'm rolling with women, baby, that done raised three by the goddamn self and didn't flinch, made no excuses, nothing, and they still smiling. And they they still pushing through and they still moving on. That's who inspires me. That's our womanhood circle. Do we always agree? Hell no. But our circle is what it is, and we can say, I don't agree with that. And let me tell you why I don't agree with that. And then we've gotten so good where we can say, you know what, bitch, you right. I didn't even think about it like that. And Tommy said something to me one day a couple of weeks ago. And I didn't know how valuable it was to me until I really thought about what she said because in the midst of going through all of this, you know, and we're doing the shows and, and they did this big old thing about how Monique said girl's trip was low budget and they tried to make it a negative thing. Well, it was. I mean, that's the, it's the truth. And I was like, why don't the other sisters get it? Like, why aren't they saying something? And Tommy said, Monique, everybody comes with different instructions. And this is just your instruction. So I can't look at those women like, well, why aren't this one saying something? Why isn't this? Because that's not what they came with. That's this these are your instructions. And that was so valuable because it allows me not to judge what I think is somebody's silence. Because A, that ain't their instruction. That ain't so. When we have your womanhood, we don't have to go all out into society. Let your womanhood be in your group, where y'all are saying the real shit. Go ahead, put the mic in front of your mouth, Tommy.
6: Okay, can I pick I want to off of what you saying on because it. it was a reason why that statement was put the mic on. It, it was a reason why that statement was brought up because I had to personally identify what it is that I was going to stand for because I didn't want to. Just jump on the bandwagon and say, "Okay, well, Monique, mad? I'm mad. You know, I I wanted to have my own definition mm-hmm. of why and my own accountability ability mm-hmm. of why I'm feeling a certain way with my team. Mm-hmm. So that that came to me as far as what it, what is my instructions on what what is my duty as a, being a part of this team because I, I truly believe in that word called team, but I didn't want to just jump on a bandwagon just because of what her instructions was or what the universe of, uh, told her that her call was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I wanted to be able to still be accountable on my part with the team part. Mm-hmm. So I got to searching and saying, okay, now what? what's your instruction and what is your part? Because I really, and the, the, the innocent part of this is, is that when you, when you start to, love a person and you get to you get you start building a relationship with the person and you start and and all of a sudden you get emotional because that person gets them emotional mm-hmm. I'm learning now that and I and I'm hoping I'm getting my words together because I never knew how to be a sister I kn- I never knew how to be a friend mm-hmm. I never knew how to be a woman that was accountable or am I am I my sister keeper? I never knew what that really truly mean. Now I got the definition from the streets. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, what we gonna do? It <laughs> was, right. I mean, that's 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 pretty much the definition that I had because I was with you. This is how we gonna get down. Mm-hmm. No questions asked, no, no tack, no nothing. Mm-hmm. But as I'm learning these new words of sisterhood, friendship. You know, mother, all these things that I'm applying to myself as I'm becoming this woman, I'm trying to get more of accountability of, okay, well what these what the what is the definition? Because nobody even giving me the definition of what these things meant. Mm-hmm. So now now that I'm sitting down trying to take some time out to learn exactly what it means to be a sister, what it means to be a friend, because before we can even identify what you know what it is that we need, we might want to go back and try to learn what it what what does what does it actually mean mm-hmm. to be a woman, to be a friend, to be a sister? and that's something that I'm doing right now mm-hmm. and i and it is and i, I don't i'm 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 not even gonna sit here and tell you that I know exactly what it is or how to do it, but i'm I'm trying to I'm practicing it and I'm learning as I go, mm-hmm. but it brings me back to my statement and I just I wanted to. Identify what my instruction was and my instruction was to to check my energy when mm. I'm with her and be accountable with my energy, because if I'm a jump off and, and I'm going to be a jump off energy when it ain't a ne- a necessarily a, a time for that moment to be jumped off, mm-hmm. I might need to check my energy because she might need to go into this meeting or something that she got to be. You know, she gotta talk with someone. And I'm else. going
1: in with jump off jump. you
6: know, and the whole message got cons Yes. And and not only that, but you got young women that's looking at and looking at the, the tack. Yes. And saying, I get your message. So this is this how I go into my corporate office and talk to my boss and tell him, Look, you ain't paying me right? Yes. Nigga, I need you to get this right. I gotta feed my family. Mm-hmm. And he looking at you like, really? Mm-hmm. I gotta give you the money? Cause mm-hmm. you coming in here like this? But at the same time, I'm I'm just I'm I'm saying that it's you're not less than a woman, because you you can admit and say, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to be a friend. I don't know how to be a sister. I don't know how to be these things. Mm-hmm.
2: That makes you more of a woman. Yes. Robin, were you going to say something? Well, I almost lost my train of thought.
7: Um, which one? This. Um my comment is just on um, society not protecting women because I mean when you were speaking of um, the the people that you know the strong women that you know and that thing we give the impression that we don't need help mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and for myself, I developed uh, strength not because I wanted to, because I want to fall down and cry and have a tantrum and kick my feet and wait for somebody to save me. But there was no one there to save me. And there was no one there to save my sons either. You know what I mean? And even when I did, and and I was not one, now when I was younger, I was that one that said, ain't nobody going to do nothing for me, so I'm going to do it myself. And I was raised in such a way that, I had to get it, like, not in words that my mother said to me, but in her actions, because my mother was a grinder. Like, my mother worked 3 to 11. She made sure me and my brother were taken care of, and it was no fault of her own because nobody was going to do it for her either. So through her actions, that's what I learned. Not the expectation of a father, an uncle, a granddaddy, or anybody else. I chose to be a mother, so it was all on me. And, yes, I needed help. I needed hella help. i got three sons. I'm not a man. I could not teach my sons the first thing about being a man. Like, what the fuck do I know about a wet drink? Like, what can I tell them about changes— going on with their bodies they go in the bedroom a little boy and come out a goddamn I don't know what you know what I'm saying something <laughs> where did so, that come okay? from <laughs> you know what I mean but I needed so much help but you see this woman who looks like she has it so fucking together and go home at night and cry like what we gonna eat tomorrow you know and not and 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 Asking someone for help, well, they're not doing any better than me. You know what I mean? So it's not, I, I think that we just have to walk in these shoes of, I got it. And then when we don't have it, asking for help or knowing how to ask for help or knowing where to go for help. Like these sister circles and these things, they were not always there, but I did have friends who were also single moms and we lived around the corner from each other. So if you got something to eat, then we all have something to eat and vice versa. If we had a car, if one person had a car, we all had a car. You know, we took care of each other's kids. We fed each other or fed each other's kids and, it's just it's just the whole appearance of i don't know we have it all together and and most times we don't like most times we don't most times a woman does need that tap on the shoulder are you okay you know and and a sincere are you okay you know the the first reaction may be one of why are you asking me am i okay and instead of returning that energy with bitch cuz you look crazy mm-hmm. it's well, because you look like you're going through something, mm-hmm. maybe I can help you out. You know, it. It. We. We all need to soften for each other and with each other, so that we can be there for each other and with each other. So I
1: got to say, we talking about it, y'all? Womanhood. Who's responsible for the protection of it? <laughs> Shit. Who is responsible for it? Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you calling from?
4: Hey, Auntie and Uncle, and Auntie and Auntie, this is Isra. Hey,
1: Hey. Isra! Hey, Peaches!
4: (laughs) (laughs) Hi, baby. I I had so many things to say, but now I want to piggyback on Auntie Robin and Auntie Tommy. So, um, I wanted to say to Auntie Tommy that I I was in the same boat. I didn't know how to be a sister, a friend, a girlfriend, you know. I I didn't know how to do that. Because I, I was raised, I'm the last out of eight, and even though there were six girls and two boys, I, I didn't. They didn't hang around me. I was 13 years younger than them, so I, I hung out with the boys in the street. I, well, not in the street, but I hung out with them. I climbed trees. I was playing two-hand touch and tackle football, and I loved it. My mother threw me a tutu and said, "Forget this crap. You're going to go ahead and be a dancer." But you know, prior to that, I did I didn't know. How, I didn't have any female friends. I didn't know how it was. It was. I didn't know what they were doing. They were gossiping. They were, you know. One day they they were speaking to me. The next day they weren't. You know, it was like three or four of them who were. You know, well, she's not talking to you because she said and he said. I said, you know what? I'm done with this. I don't want to be bothered with any of this mess anymore. You probably why I'm gay. But the point is, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know them how. dirty as well. bitches. It it, it, it it took me years. It took peaches to teach me how. To be a sister, you know how to be a woman because I didn't know how. I really didn't, you know. And it wasn't. And, I'm sorry. What did you say, honey?
2: Nothing. You got the floor.
4: Oh, oh, oh. And um, and it, it was um to to piggyback on what um Auntie Robin was saying. I think the reason why today we can't speak to our sisters in a loving manner and they come back at us understanding that it's meant in a loving way is because there are so many babies raising babies and they're all on the defensive this is no longer a village back in the day when i when i I did something wrong my neighbor's mother beat my behind yes took my ass to my mother and in front of her my mother beat my ass again yes and i knew even if a stranger said to me aren't you reba who lives on, um, on, on on Willis Avenue, I, I knew right then and there, I'm done. I'm going to get my ass beat because this woman knows me. and She's a stranger. <laughs> I don't know your mother, but I know where you live. That was all she yes. had to say to me. Yes. And my and my answer was, yes, ma'am. That was it. Because I knew I was screwed. Today, try that crap to these kids. Fuck you, bitch. And, uh, and their parents will come in. What did my child say? Yeah, well, then, well, then fuck you, bitch. She was right. Because, uh-uh. That's okay. It's just so hard today to be a sister to a sister because they don't want you to be their sister. They want to be independent, and it, and in their mind, that's independence. I'm in the room and I, I'm 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 typing, you know, posting, and somebody said, "I think women should stay in their place," and it was said by a woman. I was like, "What? What place is that?" You know, well- I, I went to school for. A, a program called Non Traditional Jobs for Women. And I went there to be an electrician. I took that and then I went to, I was already in Amtrak. I, I went, I stopped being a waitress in their dining car and I went to their school. It, I had to keep calling and calling and calling. It took me almost a year for them to give me some kind of, of, of ear to hear me out. And I sat in the room with uh, Joy Smith. That was her name. She was in charge of the onboard services. She said, why do you want to leave on board? I said, because I don't like people. I said, I would rather deal with electronics like my father. I love fixing things. She said, okay, the next class that comes up, you're going to be in it. I had to take a test. The test had 19 men and me. I was Mm -hmm. the first one to leave that room because I finished it first. Three hours ahead of time, I finished it. I had to call every single day for five months. Are the interviewing finished yet? Has it come up yet? No, Ms. Wheeler will let you know. It was to the point where I would call and I would go, hello, hello, Ms. Wheeler. I said, y'all, I need to know. What, oh, don't worry. You're going to be in that class. Okay. And when I finally got in and got the job, you know, and, and, and went to the school for three months in Indiana next to the Klan-Klan, clan, and then I came back to New York and I worked in a yard, 300 men, electricians, three women, they wouldn't even speak to me. Wow. They wouldn't say one word to me, and they wouldn't help me. I was still an apprentice, so I had to be under someone. And they would tell me this, just stand over there and look pretty. Wow. We'll do the work. And I had to say, no, fuck you. Get out the way. I'll do it my damn self. But it took me four years, four years before these men took me seriously, four years, and I, I, I it's it's going to be four hundred more before these men realize what you're doing to me, someone else is doing to your daughter, to your sister, and to your mother. That's right. Yes, right. and and the mother before her. Mm-hmm.
2: That and is so right,
4: stop. baby.
1: But you um, know, I want to address something that you said, and I think too, this is where a lot of the um. What's the word I'm looking for? Misplacement or misdirection. Because when mm-hmm. I'm on stage and I'll say, women, we've lost our place. And I'll, I'll see the expression, like, what you mean our place? And I'll say, everyone has a place. We just get caught mm-hmm. up in that word, stay in your place. We, it's like, like that's a negative thing. But everyone has a place. Because with Sydney and I, right, With mm-hmm. with our production company, Well, his place is he negotiates and he talks the business. That's his place. My place Mm -hmm. is I got to go execute it. That's my place. When we're at home, yes, we will discuss if there are family decisions and things to be discussed, but he makes the final decision as the king of our household. So when we say know your place, I take that and I've had to learn my place because that's why this is my third marriage. Cause I never knew my place. I thought my dick was bigger than my husband's dick. I thought when I went to the bathroom, I was supposed to stand peeing up because I made the money. I make the rule. Ro- I had all of those misconceptions. So when we say, or for me, when I say I finally know my place, I say that with honor. Not with a, not with, oh, I'm beneath my husband or I'm I, I'm not his equal. No, I simply know my place as a wife and a mother as a business partner, as a team player. And because oftentimes we get so caught up in what you mean on my place. Well, that's when shit falls to shit because now nobody knows their place. With you and peaches in your relationship, there are certain things peaches do and there are certain Uh things you do. That's Uh peaches place. Now, if you get to fucking with peaches place, peaches going to say, Israel, why are you fucking with my place? That's what I do. Yeah, right. (laughs) So so I don't want us to get caught up in that thing of, what you mean knowing my place? We all have one.
2: With that being said, sometimes people say to women, know your place as if the place that they're in is the place that they should be in. And that is not Mm -hmm. true. So I think when Israel or other people start hearing that, they're taking on the vibe that that person is giving like because i do this a certain way you should do it a certain way without understanding that people are built differently and y'all can believe that bullshit if y'all want to with monique said regarding me always having the final say because i'm the (laughs) motherfucking king don't you believe that bullshit when you when listen listen Understand where there's a, yeah, I might be a king, but there's a motherfucking queen in the house. Yeah. So what happens is look at the goddamn chessboard. You hear the king, okay, but look where the motherfucking queen can go. The king take one step at a goddamn time. The queen done zigzagged her ass all around Ring, the board knocking shit down. Right. Taking, so at the end of the day, when you a king, there's a level of pleasure that you have in making sure your queen is happy. And at the same time, there's a balance where someone's not running you over, but you're not imposing your will because and, and or abusing the power that she's giving you because there should be a mutual exchange of what one may call power. But what it really is, is a mutual exchange of respect. Exactly. And, Israel, and I wanna, I'm coming I
1: wanna... back. I'm sorry, go ahead, honey. I'm coming back now, goddammit, because, okay, now.
2: I knew you were. Listen, her coming back right now is proof that the king don't have the final say. So she just proved my point, so go ahead and come I'm on back. I'm not, right. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying go nothing. That's right. I'm not saying nothing.
1: No, no,
4: no.
2: Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Okay. <laughs> so,
3: did, okay, <laughs> I oh, want to a...
4: apologize to the sister in the room who I said, well, what is that? Because, you know, in my mind, when she said that women should, should stay in their place, it just, it just snatched me back to, mm-hmm. you know, why are you in the yard working with us? You, you know, you should be at home on my father telling me, telling my mother, when, he got, when I got into high school, she has to be a secretary. And I said, Mommy, I don't want to be some secretary. He said, she said, Honey, your father said, You got to be a secretary. so Just go ahead and do it. And I was so, that was the one time I was happy when he left. When he left, I was happy for that one reason. Cause soon as he left, I took metal shop and wood shop. I was like, I dropped typing and stuff. Oh, I said, I don't want this shit. I don't want to be a damn secretary. So when she said stay, that the women should be in that place, it just took me back to you got to be a secretary, you got to be a stay at home wife, you got to. And I was like, well, what 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 place is that? Shit, I fought hard to be here, you know. And it just it just it just took me there. So you're right. I, I need to realize that, and I'm all for, even though I'm gay. I was not raised thinking that women should be, you know, over men. I was always raised that my father was right. My father had the last say because he was daddy. That's why I call Pete his mommy. Well, I don't call her daddy because she would kill me, but I call her mommy. But it's the same thing. She knows that if if, if Nick comes to neck and we're arguing about something, and she says to me, honey. I, yes, honey. done." <laughs> I'm I know where the fuck my place is now. We love <laughs> you, baby. has been shown to me.
1: <laughs> love you, mama. I love you guys. All right,
2: right baby. And, <laughs> and, and, and you know, the reality is, is when you're in a relationship, when you know that person and you know that they're adamant about something when normally they may not be adamant, there's a level of respect that you say, well, maybe I need to consider what they're saying because they just don't come for me. For the sake of coming for me, unless they're those people that just come for you that for the sake of coming for you. And when you're in a relationship, see all that. I run my house. I, I keep my bitch in check. She better do what the fuck I say because you, you <laughs> that, that, all, all, all of that, that that that's when when you, you you got friends that are in real relationships. They say to you, stop playing, dog. You ain't got to play tough like that for us. Because real men respect their women in a way where you ain't got to have her in check. What it is, is there's, again, a mutual respect where you have yourself in check so that there's never uh, an abuse of power. And if by some chance it is, a simple conversation can bring it to a head or can end that that disruption. So, and, and Brother Sheriff, he had asked a question, and I'm not sure if I'm answering it right, but he was, I think, posing, How would you nurture a woman?
1: Yes. That, okay, he, what he was saying was, How do you nurture a woman that's been raised by men who almost comes off like a man, who oh. has that very <laughs> masculine energy? He can answer it, because I'm a nigger. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know what? I liken it to wood shop in the sense of there's different grades of sandpaper that you use for different places where that wood is in the treatment of it. And sometimes it has to be heavy and sometimes it can be fine so that you can get the finish that you're trying to get to. But the most important thing that you can do is get her trust.
3: Mm.
2: And the moment you get her trust and, uh, and she understands that your interests are her best interests, are the moment that she will conform to the best dynamic of your relationship, mm. not to what you want, but to what mutually is best for your relationship and will forego the information that her parents or father. Or the men gave her because what they gave her was in the best interest for the time that she was in. And knowledge is oftentimes specific to time and place. You might consider Einstein a genius because of his understanding of the laws of relativity. And you consider an African tribesman primitive in his way of being. But take your ass to the jungle. And you need help. See what Einstein's laws of relativity going to do for you Mm -hmm. and see what the primitive tribesman can do for you. And he begins to look like a genius. So knowledge is specific to the time and place in which we use it and gather it. And the information that she may have been given may have been enough information that led her to you because masculine or not, you found something attractive about her. Now it's time For you to gain her trust Which will allow you to soften her up So she can be the best that she can be In your relationship And then when she offers you a note You're open enough because you know Her best interest is your best interest And she believes in you And when you have that mutual dynamic The moment Monique understood We're a team We're a team These agents out here As I've said to them before, if you are kissing your children at night and thinking about ours, you're thinking about the wrong thing. When we go to bed at night, we don't think about your children. We think about ours. So as long as we're thinking about the family that is under our roof and that is the main goal, then the ability to turn this woman from trying to be (laughs) your boss, she becomes... Someone that you're working with, not mm-hmm. someone that you're working for.
1: You know, Daddy, this just came to mind when you spoke about the jungle. Okay. <laughs> and speaking about womanhood and the protection of it, and you'd be surprised when you can learn shit from if you just pay attention. And one night I was watching the lions, right, on one of the animal channels. And real shit, y'all. I know. And there were two female lions, right? And you saw their little cubs, their babies. And then you saw this lion, male lion, come, was lurking around. And you heard the voiceover say, this is not the king to this tribe. He's trying to come in and kill one of the babies. So, you know, y'all, so they go in heat and then they take over the tribe. I've never saw Sisterhood the way I saw Sisterhood watching these lionists. When that male lion came in, these two lionists fucked him up. When I tell you those two women got together and was like, listen, our babies are right here. And if we let this motherfucker come in here, he's going to get one of our babies. And the nigga that's the king of the tribe, he takes real good care of us. So what we need to do right now is we need to join together and whip his ass. And when I tell y'all, them two lioness baby, they got together and they was fucking this lion up. And then out of nowhere, you saw the king. You saw this motherfucking king come running in. The mane was flying back. Like, it was a beautiful—if I was a lion daddy, I'd have fought with that
3: lion because
1: that lion was beautiful. And you saw him come running in, and when he got there, you watched them two women back up. Like, now you get ready to get fucked up for real. Now he get, And when the big king lion came in, he whipped that other lion's ass. And then when he got finished, the other two lioness, as the lion was walked away fucked up, they went and bit him in the ass together. Like, don't you bring your ass back around here. There was some sisterhood that if you pay attention— those two lying women, lioness said, we won't let them come in and get our babies, God damn it. We got to fight to the death right now. Now, he might get one of us, but we got to fight to the death. If we took those same attitudes as women, as sisters, and we said, we got to stick together. We're not going to laugh at Bernice because a goddamn skirt to him is coming out and she's got runs in her stockings. We're going to get together and say, Bernice, what's going on? I got your pair of stockings. Charlene bought you some needle and thread. The little girl in Memphis. When I told Sid about that, it brought tears to my eyes. We were in Memphis, and this young lady, 21 years old, and this is when sisterhood to me is just beautiful. She was doing interviews, and she said, I, I, I try to come to the comedy clubs and do interviews Whoever I can get an interview with. I said, well, who are you with? Who are you working for? She said, myself. We were so proud of that young lady, and she had a little rip in her skirt, right? So Robin says to Tommy, we need to uh, get that taken care of for she go back out there. Now, I'm sitting on the sofa, and I'm watching these two aunties, as Israel called them, sew this baby's clothes up so she could go back out there with the, the people. So when you say a protection, that to me is society putting protection on womanhood. We didn't know that baby, but we had to make sure she didn't go back out to the group of people and somebody could say, y'all see that hole? So it doesn't start with the mass of society. You're your own society. It starts with you as a sisterhood. It starts, we'll be We'll be in our cars and ride and you see a sister on the bus stop. You know she needed a little helping hand. You don't need nobody to tell you nothing. You just go help and give her a little helping hand. That's the sisterhood. That's the protection.
2: Baby, Mm -hmm. you're right. And it's that time. (laughs) They wrapping us up.
1: They wrapping us up. Y'all, we talked about it. We talked about it today Does society put a protection on sisterhood. And my daddy always says, you know, take the best, leave the rest. And we enjoy y'all listening because y'all could be doing anything else. So like we always say, tell a friend, tell another friend, then tell 10 more, baby, because this show is needed. Monique and Sydney's open relationship. Go to play.it and just click on it.
2: And just remember, if somebody come in and try to take your babies and drive you in the heat, you and your girl, <laughs> y'all bite him in the ass. You hear me? And you drive him the fuck on. Okay? Remember that now. <laughs> oh!
1: always says the mind is like a
2: parachute it's no good unless it's open
1: we love (laughs) y'all bite him in the ass in the ass oh we love y'all my loves
0: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance